Okay. All right. Okay. We're recording. Yay. Technology. I love when it works. Yes. Right. Well, welcome everybody. Uh, my name is Desiree Richards and um, I'm so excited to be launching this conversation called Awakening Health and Wellness. Uh, health, health and Wellness is my God-given passion. It's my, the work I was divinely designed to do in this world. And I love connecting with other people who are like-minded and just have a discernment and a passion for the healing arts. And so I'm here with my really awesome friend, Siriana, and we're going to talk about health and wellness as it relates to one of our favorite topics, which is the sacred plant of hemp and cannabis. Yes. 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 So thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me during a time where the world couldn't be more divided and chaotic, right? And so um, something that came up in this, in, in this time was I was connecting with another woman who was talking about the importance of honoring the indigenous people who have loved and nurtured and cultivated the hemp and cannabis plants and have held them sacred since, you know, it's seemingly the beginning of time. This is an ancient sacred plant, right? These are ancient sacred plants. And so I know when I've talked to you about these plants, you're like, I love so much these plants and, and I feel it radiate out of you on a different level energetically then just, you know, here's the thing. We both live in Colorado, right? The land of dispensaries and all of the products and, and all of the formulations of, of the plants. But you really hold this sacred and divine as I do, like this plant calls to me. And that's why I started using this plant to work with my clients and customers. And, and I can't believe um, the amazing results people have had as a result of these incredible um, plants that just have just have the capability to give us so much life, right? Yes. And so I would love if you would come on here and just tell everybody a little bit about yourself, you know, as, as healing arts apply, tell everybody a little bit about your journey. Well, oof. the journey um, for me has been long. Um, it's been a lot of a spiritual um, searching, a lot of uh, discovering, self-discovering through spirituality. And it's been a journey knowing, um, knowing cultures and learning more about them through their spirituality. Um, when I was in college, I studied what it is sociology and anthropology. So I always been into what it is, the spiritual side of things. Um, it was when I was in college that I also started using uh, cannabis. Obviously, as a young adult, it's more about partying. It's not as spiritual as you would like it to be or as you will encounter it later on in your life or in my life at least. And as I kept growing, I started discovering more and more things, more and more cultures that were uh, based around the, um, well, the sacredness of these plants. 
And that's where the journey started really becoming more real for me. And um, again, as you said, I've been, I am passionate about this plant. It's my favorite flower. Um, <laughs> I'd rather have cannabis than roses. <laughs> but um, it's been a lot about, yeah, um, how it has connected me, has helped me develop myself spiritually, has helped me my, uh, develop myself even as a woman thinking um, and healing myself in, uh, like you said, in a society that is very different and very harsh right now. So yeah, that's been more, more or less the journey in a nutshell <laughs> with this plan and within myself and what it is, how the spirituality and the plan connects with me. Totally. So um, I would love to know just like, because obviously we come from different racial backgrounds, right? So for me, um, I just feel like um, I never really thought, until this woman brought this to my attention, that it's been indigenous people that have really been holding on to these plants like tell me about like what your perspective about that is and and how you see the way cannabis is being used commercially opposed to like the beauty of what it has to offer from a spiritual standpoint okay yes um Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> a big one, right? And like that's a big one because I can sit down in here and be like, yeah, commercial is great. There's many different things we can do with it, uh, textiles, uh, manufacturing. There's a big thing that we can do with it. But then there is uh, communities that have benefited from their practices and also the use of cannabis within their practices and also in their regular life. And that's when the indigenous, like you were uh, pointing out, there's indigenous right now, for example, Jamaica is one of the biggest places where in the indigenous people and the more, um, the black uh, people of that community in particular have been working with um, the cannabis. And a lot of their belief systems, a lot of their daily rituals consists on that. Now there is a lot of uh, commercialization, a lot of people that come and meet them, learn a lot about them, bring it here, and then it's a whole different thing. Totally, totally. And, and as it relates to Jamaica, I became kind of fascinated with this. I know this is gonna sound silly, but okay, Snoop Dogg does this special on Netflix, I think, and it was like Snoop Lion, and he goes and he lives the Rastafarian life, and he's looking for healing, right? Like, part of this journey was he was this rapper, he was, he was running with the gangs, he, there was a lot of death, there was a lot of criminal activity, like, he got to a space in his life where he needed healing from that, and he sought out the Rastafarian, um, spiritual um, lifestyle as maybe a potential to do that. And, and during that time, I read a study and I, uh, you know, had I known we were going to talk about this, I would have looked this lady up, but 
She was a big deal at the University of Chicago, I believe. And she went to um, Jamaica and she studied these women who would smoke cannabis throughout their pregnancies and such. And the babies were better adjusted. They, they had lower rates of postpartum depression. There were all of these incredible health benefits. Yes. The, the the Jamaican women and their children are experiencing as a result of using these plants. It is true um, because that's the spiritual path that I came about in, in my life. It was the Rastafari path. And um, it taught me a lot. It taught, it has, to this day, is teaching me a lot. Um, what happened is that during these, um, when they movement on the Rastafari started developing, there was a lot of um, communities, or there was a community in particular that started um, being self-sufficient. They started planting, they started treating the herb as a way of com communion, uh, sacrament. Um, that's the beginnings of Rastafari. These people were using the cannabis as food, as medicine, Especially medicine, they do cough syrups to this day in Jamaica. They do cough syrups um, that everybody has with the cannabis. That's amazing. And I mean, you see them. <laughs> um, and yes, there is a lot of uh, women during uh, the in the community that I've known of, um, including myself, that has smoked through the pregnancy, including. Um, to be exact, in my case, I didn't want to smoke in my first uh, pregnancy. I didn't know how it was going to be. I was kind of brand new. Even though I had, I was in this path, I didn't know because I had not talked to, to other women about it, to be honest. It was more ignorance. And um, my first trimester always is the worst. I'm, you know, throwing up, I, I, I don't exist. And if it wasn't because my husband made me like roll the joint and you're gonna smoke it <laughs> i would have not been able to probably survive this first trimester um it took control of my nausea it took control of my appetite i was able to function so in and in, in when i started talking about these things i discovered that there was a lot of other women that were doing it and um their children are ex excellent. They excel. They're smart children. They're highly adaptable, like you said. Um, they're really um, energetic, uh, but they're also very, they're like sponges when it comes to learning. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah, I can't remember. I will have to look up this study, but I was so fascinated to find that this almost really conservative Midwestern white woman went to Jamaica and she was like, I'm going to do this study. I just loved that she was so open-minded to it, that she went down there and she lived and she, she did this really amazing research, really because I think we're at the place where the science is finally starting to take off, right? As you know, I, I, I partner with um, a leader in the hemp industry and this science is extraordinary. I mean, some of the things we're seeing on these brain scans as it relates to using a full spectrum hemp extract is impressive. 
I mean, we're talking former NFL football players. We're talking veterans, PTSD. We're talking the average mom like you and me, you know, just working people, you know, and, and just how it can deeply impact the quality of life of people. You know, I give it to my kids. I give these extracts to my children and like, it's just been wonderful for their moods and disposition. And I just know that I'm doing something really therapeutic and healthy for them. Yes. And we, we must always remember that hemp was used in this country before its prohibition due to problems of racial uh, innuendo. Uh, but there was a lot, and we can find a lot of like hemp extra, cannabis this, cannabis the other. Uh, so this being used, we know, we've been knowing the benefits of this uh, particular uh, plant. We just decided to turn the blind eye because there's obviously other agendas that um, are more important when it comes be, when it comes to our country before health. Absolutely, absolutely. And I love that you brought that up because you're right. It was. It, it's so fascinating that, you know, we have this whole endocannabinoid system in our bodies. Correct. That so many people don't even know that this system exists. It was, you know, recently discovered, you know, within the last 30 years. And Correct. it has more receptors on our body than any other system of our body. But because of prohibition, we haven't been able to benefit from these plants that are essential to our bodies to be able to thrive. Yes, I mean, our body is a summary, if you wanna say it, of what is outside of us, meaning the world, the universe, and different things. We have these elements in our, our brain, endocannabinoids, like you said, and it has been there. We um, Obviously with time, we start losing them or we start, we stop producing them. Mm-hmm. And hemp can help us uh, have those, produce more or keep a little bit more of what we have. And even save us from things like dementia and Alzheimer, which is something that is really bad because of how we eat and the elements in the air and things like that, that we're having right now that affects a lot of um, our health. Absolutely. We recently, I love that you brought up the Alzheimer's and dementia, you know, and, and for me as a Reiki practitioner, like I, I mean, I have so many people who come to me looking for alternative solutions. And here's the thing. I've done the heavily medicated thing. I've done the pharmaceuticals. I've done, I've done the doctors. I've done the traditional things. And so I'm like, okay, I'm open to anything at this point because I know how it feels to not be able to function as a result of being heavily medicated, right? And so, and so for me, what I love is that just we're we're in this space where you're. I, I mean, we had a we had a brain specialist. He showed his brain before and two weeks after consuming these hemp extracts, and it was so fascinating where he, you know, he, this was his own brain he was looking at and he's pointing out different areas of the brain. And he's like, this is concerning because this is what we see as the early signs of onset Alzheimer's and dementia. 
Like this is a man who works with brains all day, reviewing his own brain going, this is frightening. And it was so powerful for him to see the improvements in the blood flow and the electrical activity throughout the brain after just a couple of short weeks using some full spectrum hemp extracts. And that is power, you know? I mean, I just, I think of, um, I have a guy who is, um, I know, and his mom is struggling with something. Dementia, Alzheimer's, they're not sure. And I just, and she's like in her early 60s. That is so young, like just the onset of all these diseases we're seeing younger and younger. It's a great time to start uh, working with CBD for them. And that's something that a lot of people wait too, lo too late. Like that's their last resource. And it should be the first. Absolutely. It should be the first. Uh, going to nature should be your first resource. And then science be the last. Absolutely. Well, and I, I tell people all the time, you know, there is nothing that you know, men are so arrogant to think that we could create something more perfect than what is created in nature. Yes, we can use the incredible technology to make these extracts and make them, you know, easier to consume for the modern person. What? Or even studying, uh, study them to know what it could do for us. We are smart to, and we are capable of doing things that could help us. But for some reason, we refuse to look at nature for answers first. It's like, oh, yeah, there's a plan. Let me check. But we already been trying to create all these chemicals, all these machines, all these, you know. And that's, the, that's a situation that is honestly a little bit concerning. Why are we not looking at what is already in front of us? It's there for a reason. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and then I just, I go back to the whole thing of ego and profits. Yes. You know, it's, and, and I, tell my, I tell my family this all the time. There are so many people making so much money doing good things with plants. Here's the thing, fruits, vegetables, spices, herbs, cannabis, hemp, like the list goes on, Mush, you know, mushrooms have all these therapeutic products. There are so many incredible things in the plant kingdom that are there for us to just use in abundance. The vegetable kingdom, the, fun, the fungi or uh, Michael kingdom, uh, there's so much different things in there that you can, that we can use. We don't need like things like fish oil or things like that. All of those elements, we can find them in the animal kingdom. We're just being um, brainwashed into thinking that we need um, animals, that we need other things to get certain nutrients in our life. And sometimes these um, nutrients, for example, we can eat fish and it's great. We have omega three, six, and nine and whatnot. Um, but you also know how the amount of mercury that there is in the water. That is also causing, it's a major concern towards autism and uh, things like that right now when it comes to autism and children. So 
you know, it, it, we need to demystify, we need to unlearn, to relearn that there is something out there that can help us in the vegetable world, at least. Absolutely. Well, and I love that you brought up like the omegas, you know, I've been, I've, you know, and I've been taking a plant-based omega three, six, seven, um, three, five, six, seven, and nine. Is that right? No, three, six, seven, and nine. I can't remember. It's, it's five different omegas. It's late, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's plant-based. And one thing that I didn't know that, you know, this is what I love about being in health and wellness is I'm always learning three things, right? So I found out that the fish get their omegas from the algae. From seaweed. They get it from the seaweed. So, so you, can you, bypass the fish. you can bypass the fish and go straight to the source. I'm like, I'm doing that. Correct. I do you not. Go the source instead of going to the middleman. Like we need to stop going to the middleman. Right. Right. We need to stop going to the middleman. And, and I am so glad you brought up you know, how contaminated the fish can be because yes. as it relates to cannabis and hemp, a lot of people don't know that these are bioremediator plants, right? Like that's something I just learned. Sure. So the, one of the more incredible gifts that the cannabis and hemp plant can do is they can detox the soil. Correct. Correct. So they can remove heavy metals, pesticides, yes. herbicides, all of these toxic things. It's a cleaner in a way. It's a cleaner, it's a detoxifying, but it's also, uh, it can kill cancerous cells. Um, it's a super, a super power field plant. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that's the thing, it's so much things that we, um, that we can discover or that has been said about the plan is something that has been, this plan has been manifested in our reality since the beginning of time. We can go back in time where you're gonna see Egyptian gods um, that are about that plant. For example, the goddess uh, Seshat from ancient Egypt. Every time you see her, you're gonna see her depicted with a, a cannabis plant on top of her head. However, she's not, she's the goddess of wisdom. Where, where uh, did she, no, and that's, where did she get that wisdom? Where did she get the inspiration to get that wisdom? Where did she get even get the, 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 the calmness to get that wisdom, you know? The, and that's when you start like, what's going on? Then you see other um, things, like for example, I found out that some parts uh, or some, divisions, I don't know how to uh, correctly address it right now, but uh, of Judaism, they use the cannabis to make some extra, so make an oil for their uh, holy oil or sacred oil for uh, certain things that they do. There's many different things, and these are ancient uh, costumes, civilization, cultures, whatever. Uh, and as we go around in the world, you're going to see this happening over and over. Um, same with the Indians, um, where they have been having the cannabis, using the cannabis is even in their, in the Hinduist uh, pantheon, how the god Shiva 
has uh, fell sleep under the cannabis bush, woke up, had a great dream, woke up, he was happy, of course. <laughs> and that was his favorite plant from there. And he would smoke it, you know, uh, you know, pipe kind of things. Uh, and they call it sh uh, shadas. There's many different uh, things that has been through history with this plant. And it's something that we also, a lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know how this plant has been walking with us in civilization. That's, so, I mean, see, and this is why I wanted to connect on this, because for me, I just, I mean, okay, so I'm, I'm, uh, and, and I just found this out, so my breed is like Central European mixed with the Native American. Okay. But I don't, my culture, like the Native American part of me was not passed down from generation to generation, like, I'm watered down, like so much of my culture is watered down. So my experience with cannabis plant is more Americanized, this new age American concept, right? Like I grew up listening to hip hop music, like smoking weed, right? Exactly. <laughs> but as I've gotten older and I've like garnered such a deep respect for the healing properties of plants that's where this conversation comes in because like i'm a grown woman now and and i love helping people to improve their quality of life and so it comes from a different place it's not so much about like partying like you said it's right. more about this space of how do we help people get that therapeutic awakening in their brain in their spirit in their body energetic getting the energy flowing better you know, for, for me, like as a woman, we have more receptors on our womb space, which I know you love the womb space, right? That's, that's yeah. part of your gig, right? Like yes. we learn how to honor our womb space. And I would love for you to talk about that. You know, we have more receptors on our endocannabinoid system on our womb space than anywhere else, you know, like than anything a man's going to have. What, you know, why, what for, what is it? You know what I mean? How magical is that? And how powerful is that? And, and how does that relate to us as women who are committed to doing that, that feminine healing? Yes. Yes. I mean, when, when a woman starts healing, normally starts healing from your womb. A lot of our things um, are generational. So it comes from the womb with us. And then we continue to hold it, um, it, it ingrains in our DNA and we pass it on. Um, when it comes to the cannabis, it helps us relax first because it's a process of mind, body, and soul. And that's the beauty of cannabis that it can help us in all those three elements, in that trinity that we are. And the cannabis not only is helping you when you are easing up in your mind, which is the first thing you can you have to do, medita a meditative state, if you if you may, and that is the energy that you're putting in your womb. When you are conscious of this, of course, it's easier, it's faster, it's, it's more effective, 
um, and it can help heal you because a lot of things um, we experience pain and some most of the time can be normal it can be a lot of generations of bad uh, of trauma it can be a lot of generations of bad ha eating habits um, etc but when you start healing you can reverse also that generational trauma uh, whether it's health or mind or mind physical or, or mind um, that has been passed through our DNA the cannabis helps us to transcend through those healing because healing um, make us go through dark path we have to go through the darkness to get into that space yeah um, if yeah. You go, you're not healing you cannot heal from the light in you have to heal from the darkness out um, and that's one of the things you know you have to as a woman the connection of our mind and our womb is very important for our healing. The connection of our womb with our, with even the moon is part of our healing. It is important for our healing. So yeah, I would say, you know, this plant not only is helping us, um, now that we're talking about health, our physical health, but it's also our spiritual health and our mind or um, mental health. Yes, yes, yes. So since, and this will be like my last question to you. Um, you know, I love that we vibe on the same things and, and we're passionate and, and heartfelt about the same things. Um, what do you see? Because here's the thing. I love that we can conveniently have access to these plants now and there's all these fun things medicinally you can do with them therapeutically you can do with them but um i want to know what your hope is as it relates to this industry what do you hope to see like like what do you hope to see as a healer as somebody who um you know, loves and honors this plant, what would you like to see more in the industry as it relates to being commercial? I am super happy that right now it's so mainstream. It feels great to not be a rebel or a criminal <laughs> anymore. Um, however, um, there's various things in different categories that I would like to see in this industry. Um, one, I think that we need to educate more the public. I don't think we're doing enough to educate ourselves and the public or the, or, or, or the people that are seeking out the information. I think that we should be a little bit more about that. Um, and I also, in the industry, uh, talking about what we are going out in our world right now, what's going on really in our, in, in, in our reality. I think that right now it's time to start opening up more to diversity in this, yes. um, in this industry, unfortunately, because of how um, our society has been set up in this country in particular. Um, it has opened a lot of, Problems in diversity in this industry. Um, a lot of people that look like me 
or darker um, has been criminalized for having cannabis and we open up the cannabis and we're not taking them in consideration when actually these people would be considered the professionals due to experience. Professionals in sales, in marketing, and I'm saying these like, yeah, they're drug dealers. Yeah, that's sales, that's marketing, <laughs> that's public relations, um, <laughs> that's that customer, customer, customer service. It's you true. Know? It's true. It's finance, you, you name it. How many things a person that you consider a drug dealer really has done? If we can channel and educate these people to that and help them get, you know, forgive them for that past scene or that we put upon ourselves as a society. Um, I think that the uh, industry will move forward in a way different uh, spectrum. It will be more flourishing. And I think that, uh, again, the diversity will open up a lot of different things, ancestral information, um, a lot of different things. So it's social, economical, but it's also, I think that that is something that it can bring us together in, in society in these times. Yes. I love, you know, our company, um, you know, we're, we're a top leader in the hemp industry and, in, you know, the therapeutics and you've really been having this really important conversation. Like how can we bring more diversity to our company? How can we cultivate more diversity within our leadership? Because we so, we so passionately, we're so passionate about helping people have the freedom. You know what I'm saying? Like we want people to have that freedom but how can we really be making sure that we're stepping out and we're, we're adding more cultural diversity into our organizations, you know, and have those conversations? I feel like the, one of the best ways, it's going to sound off the wall, but one of the things is to invest. Loving um, for cannabis is great, but how about we loving, uh, start loving for um, a resolution of, cannabis cases to sponge them like Washington did. Washington state did that, which is opens now a, 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 a plethora of opportunities for, uh, for people of minorities, for diversity in the industry. So I think that we should start investing and in our time and money in real uh, things that we could do. And if the companies are big enough, they, I think that they could start working towards that, towards, okay, this is the problem. That will work with what is going on with this Black Lives Matter movement, uh, but it also will work with the, uh, with the economy of the company and um, the country itself. Um, so we, I think that one of the things that we need to start working when it comes to diversity is that um, seeing that sometimes, you know, I have, I have a clean record. I never had that problem, but I know a lot of people that had had, you know, they were cut up with one joint, a joint, already smoked probably, so it's half a joint. And now they have a criminal record and they cannot work for this industry. Mm -hmm. And again, back to what I was saying that's where you got professionals that probably that was their only mistake 
or mistake. So I think that that's the thing that companies should could be doing right now for bring, to bring more uh, diversity. Well, and I did just read some article um, about something about Governor Polis here in Colorado starting to work on forgiving those like getting those criminals i it was my understanding like the criminals that are in jail currently for marijuana related crimes getting them out which is great and yeah and and doing that and and then you know the next level of that i think is really you know again like you said expunging like people who are no longer in the criminal system but have these criminal records yeah, if that's your only crime, I mean, if you have other crimes that are really horrible that I'm not going to go into, but if that's your only crime you had to join, they got they cut you with a pound, I don't know, something that has to do with only cannabis, I think that that should be, you know, at least as long as we are in the same framework of the of the law that has been already done. I think that it shouldn't be a problem that they should expunge those records so these people can work. Do whatever, even if it's not in the industry, but do whatever they dream to do. Right, right. And I think that's such a good point. You know, these people have skills. They have skills when it comes to moving these products. And I, I think they are incredibly valuable. Like, I, you know, I mean, um, they're the entrepreneurs of their times, right? Like, <laughs> for real. My favorite cannabis dealer um may not have been only that but let's let, let's think that that's what it was normally a child out there um in college is sweet is with what they're moving you know and um what is teaching them again we go back to what i was saying sales things that you um learn in theory in college they were putting it in practice they're learning about they learning how to to say yeah, that's what you want. You want this, you want that. I. They already know who, what, all those questions that you ask in sales and in branding and in marketing. Totally. So why not give them an opportunity? They already know how to connect this with the people. If you give them an opportunity, you sponge those records, but you also give them maybe some education um, on the health benefits, um, especially when we go to the dispensary. But tenders, most bot tenders don't know what they're doing. Totally. I go to dispensaries no and, and most of the time I know more. I know more. I'm like, this is what I need because I got this, 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 this. The other day I went to a dispensary and the bot tender tells me, he's a very young guy. He tells me that he had an accident, he totaled his car and he had a concussion. And I'm like, are you staking CBD, ham? What, what you doing? No, no, I haven't been doing anything. I'm like, you need to at least smoke something. What you doing? You got it right here. You're right here. Like, oh, I just don't know. And I'm like, look, stop. You need Indica so you can sleep. So that swell, if there's a swelling, it can take it up. And I start going like a mom slash nurse. <laughs> And I was supposed to be the client. Yes. 
to the bartender. So I think that is, again, that sponging, but also education. Yes. I wouldn't put somebody behind that desk um, that won't be able, because if we're going to be talking about medicinal, recreational is another thing. But if we're talking about medicinal, especially here in the town that I am, it's only medicinal. There's no recreational. They're not trying to open it for recreational. So, and then I go to these people that don't know. I mean, since you're medicinal, you're a pharmacy. You're a pharmacist totally. in a pharmacy. You should be able to at least help these people. Totally. For the depression, PTSD, pain, whatever. Absolutely. I mean, and I, you know, I'm glad that she brought that up because I walked into a dispensary and I got to talking to one of the bud tenders and his girlfriend was having issues with seizures and migraines and other things. And I'm like, man, I would love to help her. And they don't have any, he doesn't know anything about their products. I'm asking. Everything is right there in front of him. Right. Like, like, do any of these have research? Do any of this and that? And he's like telling me, you know, kind of the ins and outs. And he's like, I would love to connect my girlfriend with you. Can I connect her with you? And you're right. It's the educational piece. I love that that's what our company gets to pride ourselves in is the educational piece. Yes. When, when hemp started calling to me. So one day I'm meditating and the plant starts to call to me and I say, hemp, like that's so weird because I live in this land of CBD and I haven't been super impressed with some of the stuff I've tried. So I'm, but I trust my intuition. My intuition's always right as it relates. So down the rabbit hole I go, you know, I start asking questions, all these different companies. I start doing research. I start understanding the therapeutic side of the plants. And the best education I was able to find was related to connecting with the people within my hemp company. And I just have been blown away. I just blow like the stuff I never ever knew about these plants. They're extraordinary. And I think you're right. That's really where the dispensaries are selling themselves short. But I gotta be honest because a lot of people in Colorado don't like to hear this part, but I came from California before. That's where my university in cannabis really happen they obviously there's a lot of hating on california but california have been doing this since the 90s california when you go to a dispensary they know what they're talking and they have posters all over about education they have created apps they have these parties but they also are educating they have these events they have farmers market of cannabis products um, and I think that there is something in here that needs to work where it comes to that. I don't know if it's because of the law that we haven't been able to get to that point, but that will help a lot with, when it comes to that because a lot of this information is out there. It has been out there. We just, for some reason, not put it in, our, in here. And since we don't want to connect with other sources, we're not t bringing it in here. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, I, th I think that's the piece I would like to see in the commercial, um, you know, in the big commercial industry of it. 
I would love to see more education, whether yeah. it's on the spiritual side, talking about as it relates to the indigenous history and how these plants have been used for centuries prior to prohibition. Yes. You know, whether it's educating people about the importance of growing cannabis in the right way so it's not full of toxins and heavy metals and pesticides. You know, we really need to be, as we're cultivating these plants and formulating these products, we really need to be mindful of the fact that they can be toxic if not done properly. Correct, correct, like everything else. And um, we need to connect with our plants because plants can't talk. We just don't listen. Yes. And when we connect with our grow, with our plants, with our babies, however you want to call it, um, they react better and they will yield better and they will heal in a greater scale. Um, it's, the, it's, it's, it's energy work. It's Reiki, you know, it's energy work. They love music. They love music. I remember um, back when I was in the farms in California, we would put music and you would see them kind of moving. There's no air. Yeah. You know, but you would see them kind of moving. Um, so it's, it's, it's just connecting with them. They um, all the plants, all the animals, everything, we can connect with them. And that's the beauty of being a human. That's our stewardship, to connect with our world. So when we are uh, growing this herd, one of the things that I tell people is connect with it. Sit down, meditate with it. Talk to them like it's your kid. Sit down and eat with them and connect with them because that's how you're going to guarantee that your plant is happy, that your plant is in a good vibration and it will yield something that will be better for your use or whatever you're going to do with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I, those are my hopes. Those are my wishes, but I feel so blessed to be in a space where I'm really helping people to really take their quality of life, their level of awakening to this higher level, you know, raise their vibration as it relates to plant-based wellness. I think it's just such a brilliant, such a brilliant conversation. We have so much potential to do such great work as it relates to the cannabis and hemp plants. And I'm really excited to see where it goes in the future. It's going to go great. I think it's going to go great. I think we're going to, we're going to go to a extent where we're going to be one with the, with the plants. I think so too. And I think, I think you're right. There's so much opportunity for healing between all of this, all of the races, all of the different cultures. This is a way that we can really come together as it relates to how these plants have been used in our different cultures for you know centuries. I think it's such a brilliant way to really start this uni this unity around the world. You know what power could come from such an incredible plant. I mean, there's just there's a lot of opportunity for that. The, the Rasta call it the healing of the nations. So imagine how powerful it is for them and how powerful it could be. If we heal ourselves, we can heal the world. What we need to do is heal ourselves. And this plan can open that for us. That uh, is amazing. Well, I think there is no perfect way to end it, but that might be it. 
So thank you so much for, I so deeply respect you. I love that we've connected. I love that we have a friendship. I just, I think you're so wise and beautiful and powerful and you just have so much to offer the world. And so I just thank you so much for coming on here. This just made my night and, and I love talking about healing arts and, you know, spirituality and energy and mm -hmm. plants and all the things with you. Um, so yeah, so I, I thank you again for coming on and uh, blessing everybody with this information. I think this is just going to help so many people to start that conversation. Definitely. I thank you for having me in your space, inviting me to, to, your, to your sacred space to be able to give this information to the people. It's wonderful. I am the respect is mutual, the love is mutual, um, and it's been wonderful meeting you. It's honestly, it's been great because very few of us find each other. So it's great to be uh, in your presence. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll definitely have to have coffee or something soon. That would definitely be Definitely, sounds good. <laughs> Lots of love. Thanks again for coming on here, and uh, we'll see each other soon. We, we will, definitely. Blessings, everybody. Blessings to you. Bye.